Self-confidence during change. Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I am Stephanie, a mother of three, wife, and avid mountain climber. Beyond all of these, I am very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Linda Spinelli, an accounting professional with 20 years of experience in this industry. She specializes in external controller services, but also just straight up bookkeeping. A partner in her services that she provides, she is always willing to try to grow and learn and stay ahead of industry standards to best serve her clients, breaking the stereotype of those stuffy professional firms. She helps small business owners manage their business finances, but not in a complicated accounting jargon way, aka keeping it simple. Honesty and her drive to provide a great customer experience has proven to be the keys to her success. Her passion is growing her business and yours, and she loves what she does. All righty. Hello, hello, Linda, and welcome to the Intimacy Truths podcast. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. So today we're going to talk about self-confidence in relationships, and I'm very excited to have you. Uh, I know that your journey has been um, a a wavelength, which all of our journeys are really waves. So tell us, how did you get from this place of your self-confidence being challenged to really strong? Um, Well, I mean, I would say it was a a couple of different things. two things really I could narrow it down to. Um, I happened to join a a networking group for work. And in that networking group, I met this really great girl named Stephanie. (laughs) And we, uh, she was so kind and invited me to get to know her and and welcome me into the group. And we had an amazing conversation, really. And that led to Wow, a lot, really. Yeah, that opened up a whole can of worms for you. I'm surprised. I was actually thinking there might have been another, a few other steps before that that started your journey. No, no. You know, okay. I mean, prior to that, were there some things? Yes. Um, the The biggest change in my life in the past year was becoming an empty nester. That was uh-huh. huge, right? Um, you sort of come to this. I really came to this like self analytical phase of trying to figure out, you know, what's, what's going to be different now, you know, I'm, I'm, I felt this weird freedom, which, you know, up until then, it was really 24 seven being a mom, being a wife, you know. Um, And I did feel that I wanted to kind of get a grip on some of the struggles that I'd have, you know, that I may not have prioritized before, because I had other things, right, you know, as a mom, you know, Absolutely. You're always prioritizing your kids, you know, but it's at what cost, right? So, you know, I I thought I need to start doing that. So I reached out to get some, what I thought would be, you know, I thought I wanted to talk to a psychiatrist. I thought maybe that would be a good journey for me. Like maybe they could assist me. Maybe I needed to be on prescription. I didn't know, you know, I thought I, I felt like there was something I needed. Right. And so that was the journey I was on when I, 
you know, uh, <laughs> joined locked into this one to one. Yes. So it just, it's, you know, it's funny. Things don't happen for no good reason, you know? Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And I love, actually, I think we should shift the conversation from self-confidence in relationships to self-confidence during change in life, because transitions, there's usually during any transition, there's this level of, um, uncertainty, but also, okay, there's something I know I need to change. There's that inner feeling, that inner gut wisdom where you're like, something is off and I need to figure out what that off is. Um, and with me, you kind of just walked into not knowing, uh, that I might be the right answer for you, which is really exciting that, um, or I shouldn't say myself, but the program and, and the work and stuff that we do uh, is very exciting. And often people do go, they think, oh, I, I, there's something wrong. I might need medicine or all these other things. And really, there's a lot of really small internal shifts that we can try to figure out before we go to these really much bigger uh, decisions. So awesome job. Yeah. And honestly, like, you know, I, 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 had had considered you know that journey for a while I had in the past seen psychiatrists and you and I know you know we've talked about this right and um not that they none of them were helpful they they were helpful in different ways at times in my life when I needed them um but in a practical way of resetting your brain and the way that you think and view things Mm. they were never helpful it yeah. was, it's funny how, like exactly what you just said, how to sort of tweak a few things, think about your world, your story in a different way. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden it's this very freeing experience. Yeah. You know? Change how you view the world and the world changes. Yep. Very powerful quote. Absolutely. And so, um, the confidence piece. So through the program, you started to really figure out what your, your life, uh, goals were and, and, and I don't know about goals, but more um, personal goals versus life goals and your journey for yourself was super empowering. And so um, you, before we started recording, we started talking about feeling confident in your ability. So tell us how that transition happened for you and, and where you are now. Yeah. So in, in some of the, the conversations that we would have and the work that, um, you know, you put together in the uh, modules and the, the program that you have, mm. um, it sort of makes you question, um, why do you think the way that you do? You know, why do you um, question your abilities? Why are you, um, why do you believe these things? about yourself. Mm. And in questioning that, it sort of does make you feel a little silly for ever thinking <laughs> that you couldn't succeed and believe that you, you know, had the abilities because you've just lived the whole pattern of a life. That's yeah. proof that you had abilities, but yet you always seem to second guess. I always seem to second guess myself. You know, um, I wasn't good enough or I didn't, um, have the skill set because my education level wasn't high enough, or I didn't, you know, have a particular, um, I didn't have people on my side making me feel like for some reason I was good enough. Mm. I needed that. I needed someone else to tell me that Mm. I was good enough versus that I should believe it myself because of the, the, the life that I'd led. Right. And I think that the program, you know, the sort of really delving in and questioning and really being thoughtful about, you know, why 
why does my brain react the way that I do about things, you know? Mm -hmm. And we were able to kind of pinpoint, well, you believe what people are telling you. You know, when someone questions you, you automatically believe you're wrong. I think that is a, that was the knee jerk reaction I always had. I must be wrong. Let me go look into this. And when it was, you know, probably what, 90% of the time I wasn't wrong. It was that we were having a discussion about something, you know, that that's okay. You know, you can be questioned about things and there's probably a good explanation for it. Um, instead of constantly thinking, oh my goodness, I need to go. I, I obviously made a mistake. I, I need to, you know, that panicky feeling yeah. of I've yeah. made this error, you know? Um, but I constantly did that to myself. And this program sort of um, rewired me to tell, to sort of believe the stories that were actually true in my life mm. that I have, you know, have a good skill set because I've been doing this for so long. Yes. I've experienced that other people can't in the field that I'm in right. because of the experiences that I've had, you know, um, and that, you know, I, I think that when you start to change the way that you take in people and what they say, that that isn't a reflection of you, it's more a reflection of them. Mm-hmm. That is very, you know, that changes your view about very how empowering. conversations you're having. Yeah, very much so. Absolutely. And I would like to think to um, more than rewired, maybe rewired a little bit, but also took your abilities and your strengths and applied them in other parts of your life. Some things I find in the work uh, with working with people is they have this really strong strength in one area. Like re- recently I was talking to a creative and like, no one touches my uh, sketchbook and this is my sketchbook. And even when people try to take it out of my hand and tell me what to write, I just have this knee jerk reaction. I don't want to do what they want me to do. And then in in relationships, I'm like, so why do you have such a strength over here, but not necessarily over here? So how can we build that strength and bring it in this area of your life? Right. And so same thing with your natural ability to organize and being an organizational guru, which I will admit, I, i pretty organized but I just I don't like my numbingly not my numbing tasks something that I think is a mind numbing task is something that you're like yes let me dig in and, and yeah. get all over <laughs> so tell us tell us about the work that you do so um I am a bookkeeper yeah and um yeah I've been in the field now for about 20 years or more I don't want to admit to more than that <laughs> <laughs> it sort of gives away <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I want to pretend I'm still 29. <laughs> 70. <laughs> no, it's not fun. I'm 29, I promise. <laughs> uh, um, so yes, I've been doing this a really long time. And, and one of the great experiences that I've had is I have worked, worked closely with a CPA um, in sort of acquiring a lot of the skill set that I have uh. um, and how that benefits you know, you as a client or you as, you know, someone in my life that is asking for some, some good financial advice is that when we make entries as bookkeepers, the trickle down effect is your taxes, right? What can a bookkeeper do to save you money? Because that is the grand scheme of things, right? Mm -hmm. We need to categorize things properly. And the fact that I have worked with the CPA all these years, um, gives me a little, you know, leg up on that because I'm always very interested in knowing, well, if you had a meal with your coworkers and it was a meeting about work, 
that would not go into your meals and entertainment expense account because your meals and entertainment expense account um, is not 100% deductible. Yeah. And you had a company meeting, that's not the same. So those kind of little pieces of information that you may or may not, you know, your, your normal bookkeeper may or may not know. Mm. Um, I thrive on that kind of information. I like, love let it. Me, let me make you keep all the money. No, yes. no government taking our money, right? Like, <laughs> 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 Don't give it away to the evil yeah. empire. <laughs> Exactly. You know, like I feel like every dime that I save my client is money (laughs) that I saved myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how it feels. And I love it. And even more than just taxes too, like time. I just, I've got three kids. I don't have time to sit down and shuffle through all these freaking receipts that I have in a pile on my desk. Right. Like, and then what happens, right? It starts piling up and now it just blows everywhere. (laughs) Becomes some kid's snot rag. Like it's ridiculous. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I mean, when we were, uh, I've I've mentioned before, it's funny when people talk about their passions, like you have a passion for helping people. Yeah. Love that, that relationship connection and helping that. Yeah. My passion literally is organizing your numbers and your receipts and your books. I, I enjoy it. I feel yeah. some sort of set of gratification after it's all tidied up for you, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that you're asking questions about your financial status and you're getting good information back because yeah. that is how long-term your business is going to succeed. That you know? long-term success for sure is a huge piece. But again, even like being on the personal end of it, uh, the time saving, I, I get to have three, four or five hours of my month back mm-hmm. to take care of my kids or take care of myself or do what I want to do with that time. And time is so valuable. It's, it's irreplaceable, right? Like we, right. we think things are so valuable. We think money is so valuable, but really our time is the most valuable, precious thing that we have. And you get to provide that to someone. And so then not only are you providing them their time, if they need to invest that time back into their business, cool, then they get to go actually make more money and have a bigger impact. And then it's impacting their family. You just, your job is so impactful in such a larger grand scheme of things that I think people don't necessarily value or appreciate um, people such as yourself who help a business, excuse me, foster. Yeah. I mean, I so appreciate hearing you say that because I do think that, um, you know, whenever I pick up a new client, um, I'm, I'm not thinking, well, that will help support my family or that will help support my needs. I automatically am thinking, I really can't wait to help them to realize how great it is to have somebody doing this for them. Yeah. They're going to come to the realization, whether it took them right from the beginning of their business or it took them five or six years to finally cave and say, you know, when, when, when somebody actually finally passes it off to the bookkeeper, yeah. they look back and they realize, wow, wow. why <laughs> did I not do this sooner? Yeah. I hated doing all of that. I did it every six months or a year. You know what I mean? Like they weren't even keeping up with it usually yeah. Yeah. very well. Um, And I've never had somebody hire me and say, well, I really regret that. And I'm going to take it back now. (laughs) I'm thankful I've never had that either. But (laughs) they might at some point be like, I don't want to do this work. I regret 
So I don't know. Hopefully not, but. <laughs> oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's I, one of the things in the work that you and you I know, do. You about... saved me too much time. I just don't think I can handle this. <laughs> I really want it all back. I like the drudgery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in our work, like part of the, the things that we, that we figured out and uh, because of our business connection, along with our personal connection, um, is that, you know, doing a little bit of analytics on your life also helps you do analytics on your business. Right. And the one thing I realized, and I, I don't know why I'd never thought to do this before, but was to look back at my client base. I was trying to analyze, you know, where are my clients from? Where am I getting mm. them from? What are the best, you know, clients for me? And I came to the realization, and I remember telling you because I was so proud of it, is that I've been in business for, you know, 20 some odd years. I've never lost a client. Yeah. Like that was astonishing to me. Yeah. And it was only because of the, the sort of work that we'd been doing and thinking about like long-term goals, short-term goals, mm -hmm. and where do I see myself? And, you know, all of those things were part of the process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I loved every minute of it. Yeah, thank you for that very sweet sentiment. Uh, I definitely the it's it's very interesting when we do have that huge realization of wow, and you ha now can say that to people and show how awesome and and you're um, committing to your self confidence during changes in life, right? And those little changes can be day to day little increments, or we can this big term change that you that you realize, like, I've never lost a client in life. It's, it's so freeing. Uh, something that I am, my realized actually through working with you and several other people is I help people find safety in the freedom they create, right? So you are now able to create the safety and the freedom that you crave and have always craved, uh, in your self-confidence. Like there's so much freedom, and finding in that self-confidence and, and it's safe there. Like there's freedom in safety that we don't need to have one or the other. So it's so true. I was thinking one of the things that we learned, and I'm not ashamed to share this with the world okay. is that um, I am my, my temperament, my personality is a, a rescuer. And to come to that realization, first of all, I thought I was just being helpful. Like I really truly thought this person's yes. asking for my help, but that's not what they were asking. Right. They were either sharing their information because they were either venting or there were a lot of reasons why, um, but they very rarely were coming out and asking me to help them. It was more about, I'm telling you what my issues are. And when you talk about being free, the fact that I no longer try to jump in and try and fix that problem or rescue that person or do whatever needs to, the fact that I can just step back and say, you know, what do you, what is it that you need from me? Do you just want to talk? Do you just, what yes. can I, is there something that I can do versus let me hop in there and do it? Let me tell you what I think you need to do or what I yes. think you want, right? Versus asking. And then even, and, and even taking it a little step further really quickly is the boundary piece, right? Knowing that you're confident in who you are, you're like, if you, if this person is a toxic person, now you get to say, Ah, it sounds like that's really frustrating. I hope you really get some help on that, right? Yeah. Or offering like, 
a guidance and a, a gentle direction um, of this might be a great route for you and and leaving it at that not not investing your time and energy that you will never get back from from people that are in stuck in toxic patterns doesn't mean they don't deserve love doesn't mean that they're not great people just means in that moment it's not quite the right space and time uh, and and owning that confidence of wow I'm still a good person even when I'm having to set these firm boundaries with someone for right now until I can really those right and that is the thing Stephanie because I think that my rescuing was that I thought that's what a good person did yeah. and by not doing it it didn't it made me a bad person right well I wouldn't and, say made you a bad person but, but definitely in my mind that's what it I creates thought. the cycle it creates yeah. it's, it continues the patterns rather than breaking them and setting healthy ones yeah uh, the rest and of being able to just say and, the, and that was good that was yeah it was okay yeah, I wasn't failing them as a friend, as a right. wife, as a mother, as whatever. And you, know? you yourself weren't failing. And that alone, that freedom in having that self-confidence. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. I'm so grateful for this conversation. Uh, it, it put a huge light in my day. So thank you for being you. And I will always remember. Uh, I see your little <laughs> sign back there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you. You're very welcome. I really appreciate everything that uh, you know we've worked together on. Absolutely.